start. A whole new world. Wow, what? You guys have no idea what we've been through to be here right now. <laughs> yeah, that was a struggle bus and a half. Technical difficulties when you're producing your own podcast are very real. <laughs> Expect them. Expect them. Yeah, we better get a new connection. Connection? Connection. Well, I just oh, don't connector. understand why it works in one but not the other. Like, maybe it's the USB. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyways, hi! Hello, hello, hello. Check out our new little... We're sitting somewhere else. We're sitting at a table. Yeah. So we have like this grand idea to make an actual podcasting room um, in one of my spare bedrooms. However, we just haven't been able to find the chairs and stuff that we want. Um, so we just thought we'd bring it to the kitchen table for a little while. Yeah. This kitchen table that we uh, carried up my very sketchy stairs, just her and I. Just the two of us. We made it because we tried. But this table is huge. Like how long? Like it's what? Five feet, six feet? Yeah. It, well, it, it's heavy because it's solid wood too. So um, yeah, it's it was it was heavy. It was awkward. My stairwell is awkward. So, but. We persevered and we survived. We did it. Yeah. We're doing it. Yeah. Doing it all day. Yeah. Um, so today, let's uh, talk about humanity and kindness and yeah, and what that means to us and yeah, and uh, how it seems like society as a whole has strayed away from that um, in the last few years. I think. Yeah, like, people aren't n nice to each other anymore. Um, and they, like, for a long time, you know, like, I don't know, it's such a, it's like, it's always been a dog-eat-dog -dog world, but more than ever, it's a, like, everyone-eat-everyone world. And everyone is so polarized now. Um, it's just, it's crazy. So I listened to the Chris LaBelle um, whom LaBelle has his toll. Ooh, I hope I didn't butcher that. Um, mm. anyway, so he talked about kindness and just like general kindness and, um, like just saying hello to strangers on the street and things like that. And, um, that how it could make someone's day and, and it just, which inspired me to talk about it a little bit. And also I watched that podcast yesterday and then today I had like an act of kindness happen. So I thought, you know what? Let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, it's just very, um, you know, like we're really losing like the touch of like eye contact and engaging with people mm -hmm. and engaging, you know, without distraction, too. That's a big one. Like how often do you go over to a family function now and you see everybody with these in their faces talking to all their friends and yeah scrolling mindlessly scrolling facebook and stuff and i know i'm guilty of it and i'm trying to be more conscious of the time that i spend on my phone and and trying to disconnect a little bit more and um i recently unfollowed a bunch of people and because like i mean if they're not bringing anything into my life like why do i care like a hundred percent i totally agree with that why do we follow people 
who bring nothing into our lives. Like, why do we... And I guess a lot of social media is kind of empty. And uh, But I mean, most of the people that I follow now, I either learn something from or they have something really um, inspirational to say or mm-hmm. um, or I just like the person, right? And so um, I find that a lot of, yeah, we've talked about this before, but you follow a lot of people because you don't want to miss something. But it's like, what do you think you're going to miss? Like, it doesn't matter. What matters is who's in front of you, who um, you can engage with and and hug and reach out to. And like, we don't pay enough attention to the people in our lives. And especially, and I'm just going to say this, our children. Um, you know, I have a daughter who wants my attention all the time and I give it to her as much as I possibly can um, because I definitely used to be the mom on the phone, like just like, you know, like, yeah, mm -hmm, nice, mm -hmm," you know, like just not really engaging with her. But now it's like, put the phone down, get a book and just listen to her. Even if she's just playing video games, and I'm just sitting beside her, we just talk. And we've had some insane conversations that like, would she have ever said that to me if I wasn't just spending time with her. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I go out in public, and I see like, a mom like on her phone um, while the kid is like asking for her attention again and again. It like makes me like, oh, like, come on, like give him or her what she wants, you know? Yeah. And I mean, and way too often now are we, are people using, you know, these as a babysitter? Um, phones as a babysitter. Phones, yeah. <laughs> tablets, computers, video games. Here, go play this. Get out of my hair. I don't want yeah, to do it right now. I don't like that. No, I don't like it either. And, you know, we, like, everybody is just very, like, one, um, one track minded now. Like, it's just very, like, we kind of just put these bubbles over and we don't realize the dangers that this is imposing because this right here your phone your phone your tablet anything that's connected to the internet is a fucking gateway to pedophiles and this is a pedophile's dream they love what's happening to society right now because it's easy for them to groom and prey on your children exactly and it's getting younger and younger and the younger the children these are in the children's hands the easier they are to manipulate, the easier they are to start grooming because they don't know any better. And Mm -hmm. there's so many parents out there nowadays that don't check and see what their kids are doing on their phones. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's scary. It's super scary now. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is kind of a topic for another day. Yeah. Um, Which is something I want to get into again here right away. Um, but yeah, no kindness, human kindness, just being a genuine human being. Um, and you just said like giving hugs to people, like that's also something that's kind of been like lost is like human touch. Well, and COVID had a lot to do with that. Like COVID has made people scared to touch each, like certain people, not me, (laughs) but like certain people are scared to like shake hands and stuff. But like something that I was just thinking about that too, though. Um, so today... Well, let's give a little bit of background on what um, made me start thinking about this. So today I did a deal with them, a lovely couple, super lovely couple, um, great conversation with them. 
Um, and I had done a deal with them two years ago is when I first met them and just salt of the earth, super lovely people. Um, and at the end she goes, Oh, I'm just going to give you a hug. Okay. (laughs) And so I gave her a big hug back and you know, that would seem to be weird, but she just said, um, I just want to give you a hug because you're just such a nice lady and thank you for everything. And you know, I've always really liked you since um, the first time we met. And I was like, oh, that's like, that's so nice. Like, that is so nice. And when mm-hmm. does that happen anymore? Never. You know, like, <laughs> lots of people would like shy away from that, um, that kind of thing. And even like before COVID. And, you know, it just like made me think like, why are some people so like, some people just do not like being touched. They don't like people in their space. Um, but it's like, it's a natural it's a natural human instinct. It's a natural, it's natural for animals to touch. Like you watch animals in the wild, like they cuddle and they, they touch. And, and I think it's, it's scary that we're like, so, I don't know what the word is. We're that disconnected it's, it's, to each yeah, other. It's a lack of like in- intimacy because like the intimacy like, cause a lot of people think intimacy is like sexuality, but like no. just, just intimacy as in like, like, I'm even weird with a lot of people. Like, a lot of people, I just, like, don't want to be touched by. But then there's certain people that it's okay. And I don't know why that is. So, but like that I, is something that, like, I think the whole, like, people that don't like to be touched thing, because I think it is natural. It's supernatural. Like, all babies like to be touched mm-hmm. and held and mm-hmm. coddled. Ooh, yes. Like, yeah. So, like, it's natural. It's a natural human thing. Um, but I think... I think, honest to God, that, like, people that don't like to be touched, um, it's, like, it's a trauma response. Oh, yeah. And I and I know that about myself. Like, you know, there's been trauma there. Yeah. And so. don't know that. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't like being touched, and that's gross, and this is gross. I'm going to have to get up. Yeah. <laughs> well. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it's, like, it, it, it's it stems from trauma. Um, and, and with trauma, like everybody has trauma, everybody, Mm -hmm. um, the severity of it differs, but, um, Mm -hmm. trauma to a person, you can't, you you can't, um, there's no measurement. Yeah. You can't measure it for each person because each person, um, it affects differently. Um, but, we, I think it's something that people really need to focus on in addressing their traumas. And I truly believe that people cannot grow properly. They can't love others properly if they don't look inwards to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard work. It's super hard work. So I think, and that's where I think like that narcissistic, narcissistic um, types or the manipulative types uh, of people come out is because they don't want to face those traumas. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody just like wakes up one day and is like, I'm going to be a narcissistic motherfucker. Um, <laughs> but I think it stems from trauma that's happened and that they just aren't willing to address it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess in a sense, it is a bit of a choice to be like that because you're choosing not to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, it's the age old work. It's the age old saying hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. And so if you're never healing your hurt, you're going to continue to hurt people, mm-hmm. period. And like 
that's a really hard thing for a lot of people to look at because they don't want to do the work. It's hard. It's hard to look at what's been done to you, what you might have done. And a lot, sometimes our trauma is self-made trauma. Like it might be a mistake, something horrible that we did that we blame ourselves for, that we need to forgive ourselves for. Mm -hmm. Like it's not always just someone did something to you. You're you're not always a victim of trauma. Sometimes you traumatize yourself by Mm -hmm. doing something that goes against your core values as a human. So, um, but this is perfect because I read this study, like, see, things work in mysterious ways. I just happened to click on this TikTok or somebody sent it to me. That's what it was. Somebody very like in my life sent it to me. And so it was a study. It's called the forbidden experiment. Basically they took 40 babies and they put them in an environment where they weren't getting any love and affection. And all they did like these nurses, I know it was fucked up. And that's why it's called the forbidden experiment because it should have never been allowed. But, um, So they took these 40 babies and they only changed their diapers and fed them. They gave them the basic needs to survive and that's it. Um, And a couple months into the study, half the babies died just from lack of love. And then the other half, so then um, people started intervening to shut down the study because it was like, wow, this is like really horrible. And yeah, so these people went in to rescue the other half of the babies and those babies ended up not surviving either. Like they just couldn't like get into life, I guess they just couldn't thrive. They, they just, they just failed to live. And so what that tells you is that humans cannot physically live without love, some level of love and affection Um, and human touch. I know. Isn't messed up. Like, whew. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So mm-hmm. did you, like, find out who performed this study? Like, where? It was in the United States. Um, some, like, I am so bad with, like, remembering exact names and stuff, but um, it was in the States. And if you look up, it's called the Forbidden Experiment. And it's actually been performed multiple times, but that was the one time where it was 40 babies. But they've performed it with, like, um, prepubescent children and uh, teenagers, like they've performed it multiple times. And the reason it's called the forbidden experiment is because it's so inhumane to do. Um, oh, it's but like, inhumane. but at the same time, it's, I think it's good that they've done that because then if there's any skeptics out there who are like, you don't need love, love is for pussies, blah, blah. Like, nah, you're wrong. You'll die without it. Like, yeah. Um, and that even like, yeah, well, yeah, I guess, like, even, like, how do you learn to love yourself if you've never been loved, too? Exactly, exactly. And some, so many people, because their early development was so, like, you weren't, like, loved properly, and then your whole life you kind of spend trying to figure out who really loves you and who will love you, and you don't feel like you could ever be loved, and that's just something that, like, I don't know. It's a hard, really hard thing to heal. Like I struggle with that and I have my whole life. <laughs> so, um, but in my, my, uh, response to it is just pretend everybody loves me all the time. And that's not exactly healthy either, but it's like better than thinking nobody loves you all the time. <laughs> so I don't know. You just have to fake it till you make it and just keep like looking at your trauma. Like, I don't know the right answer to heal it, but like, but I think even if we just if we just know about each other that we all have things 
open lines of communication. Yeah. Like we just need to be more open with each other and more forgiving. Um, more forgiving. Yeah. And compassionate, just endless compassion towards people because anybody acting out in anger is usually their anger is their response to their fear. And then, yeah, but there's also a line of forgiveness too. Like you can't forgive somebody and allow them to keep the same behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, Because at the end of the day, like, you have to make the choice to be better. Like, and I mean, I, like, I've had multiple, multiple embarrassing amounts of failed relationships. (laughs) Um, But it's because I wasn't willing to look at my own faults, you know? And, And it's not that, like, I was angry or lashing out, but I just had this disconnect from people. I could cut them off so easy. Um, and some people, you know, deserve to be cut off. Mm -hmm. Um, and y'all should know who you are, but again, like, Mm -hmm. um, like get healing. healing. Like, and like a lot of these people, I'm like that. And I, I find like, I attract a lot of wounded people, but, Mm -hmm. and you know, you try, you try, you try, you try and open their eyes. Um, but until they make the decision to help themselves, you can't help them. You can't do the work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really important too. And it's really important um, as an empath or someone that has healing abilities to set those boundaries too. So like when I say like, yeah, forgiveness and I give you love, but fix yourself, get mm-hmm. your shit together. Like, mm-hmm. and, but, and when you forgive someone, it doesn't mean you have to allow them back into your life. Like, um, I've been doing a lot of like work, trying to work on my feelings towards my own mother and um, like, God, is she a terrible person? But I also understand where it comes from and her traumas that she had growing up. And there are traumas there, Mm -hmm. but she decided to lean into that victim mentality and feed it. Um, And now she is who she is. She's manipulative. She's lying. She's narcissistic. Um, and you know, four of her daughters now have turned their back on her and she still doesn't see that. And that's because she doesn't want to do the inner work. Mm -hmm. She'll never do the inner work. And some people just won't. They refuse. It's hard. They're embarrassed by it. But like, guess what? Like you might think you had it hard, but there's always someone who's had it worse. Mm -hmm. Like there's always, and I, and again, like I'm not trying to unjustify your feelings, because obviously it hurts, but mm-hmm. like, I mean, are you here today? Mm-hmm. Are you fed? Mm-hmm. Are you housed? Yeah. Are you loved? Everybody has shit to work on. Yeah. Everybody. Whether it's a lot or a little, we all have shit we can work on mm-hmm. to be better people. And, you know, playing blame game and playing victim all the time doesn't get you like it. You're in a perpetual state of being miserable because you your relationships you fail it. and and you you never really grow because you never really realize what sets you off and and all that stuff. So I just really hope I really like just I want people to heal. Like we just got to send the vibes out like everybody just heal. <laughs> you know like I'm always just like hoping. I don't know. Yeah, not everybody is is going to heal and it's it's sad. No. Um but- and that's something that you have to learn to accept and just um, 
yeah, it's hard work and it's not for everyone. Yeah. Um, I mean, if that was the case, then we wouldn't have the issues in the world that we have today. <laughs> right, right. Um, but it makes us stronger and the people that do want to do the work can learn from it. Um, sad that it's at the expense of other people, but I mean, if you don't want to be that person, do the healing. <laughs> Get healing. <laughs> oh, so nice.